Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Go Big Red indeed. No Block, No Rock. Season 2, Episode 37. Coming at you live once again from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room in Lavissa, Nebraska. 108th and Harrison. I am sipping on what is called the Cozy Cold IPA. Now, this is a whole new thing that's on tap. So, I don't even really know what's, you know, necessarily cozy about it. Connor mentioned it. He, he explained it. So... You come to the tap room and he'll explain it for you. It's really good. Mike, what are your thoughts on this cozy cold IPA? Well, once again, not a huge IPA guy, but this is one that I'm actually enjoying. We started with the shake and bake, which is I called the training bra IPA. Kind of got you started on IPAs a little bit. And I call this one the push-up bra IPA because it's like, <laughs> all right, like I'm, I'm drinking an IPA. I'm showing off a little bit, but I don't want to step too far into the pine cone realm, but we're getting there. So, we're so getting insu- there. So insulting the, the crafters who like dedicate their lives to this shit. I'm sorry, crafters. I, I do love craft beer, but just IPAs, that, I don't know. I just don't like to eat pine cones. So. Kyle, you're also drinking the Cozy Cold IPA. Yeah, I think the best thing about Nebraska Brewing Company is like every two weeks, you know, we come in here and record every week, and every two weeks we come in here and Connor's like, hey, got something new. Like, you guys want to give it a shot? And so this week was the Cozy IPA, and yeah, it's super good. All right, so we do have a guest today. If you're on watching our video, you can see him already. But if you're listening to us, this is a man who's worn numerous hats in his life. He's a media guy, and he's, <laughs> he's giggling over there. Um, but just to keep it uh, relevant to today, he is one half of the Doc Talk podcast. Shout out. And here's a hint. He's not the doctor. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be close to being that smart. I mean, it, you know, you guys may not know this, but Dr. Rob Zadiska, and by the way, I'm Travis Justice. Hello, uh, Travis. And, uh, uh, Dr. Rob Zadiska has the second highest wonder lick in NFL history. So let's think about that. I mean, that, that's how smart of a dude he is. And there would be times when Rob comes over to my house, and he'll just sit there and he won't leave because he's talking so much. I'll go about do chores, and he, my wife is stuck with Rob, and <laughs> and he won't leave, and it's just because he just keeps drinking, and he's like, he doesn't know when to land the plane. So his wife Jennifer. Is, is, is a saint. Uh, when you, if you ever see Rob in public and you hear Jennifer go, land the plane, land the plane, that means shut the fuck up, like right now, okay? And so there's me sometimes during the podcast, say, I'll be, yeah, land the plane, dude, because that it's really an easy podcast I do with Rob because I literally say hello, and that's all I have to do. That's all I really have to do, and we go for about an hour and 30 minutes, and that's why we don't do video. I mean, you guys got way too big of a production here for me. Um, it, 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 this like is giving me anxiety going, shit, I would have to go edit this. It would take me way too much time. I record a podcast, and I have it up in like 15 minutes. I just go through, run it through Adobe, clean it up, upload it, and go. This is like giving me anxiety. I'm like, man, I'd have to do a two-camera shoot, try to do this through Adobe Premiere, and it would just like, this would take me like four days to do it. I just don't have the time to do it. Well, the beauty of Doc Talk is it is off the cuff. It is kind of just, I don't want to say rough around the edges. Oh, it's very it's, rough around the edges. But I was trying to put it nicely, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's just kind of get it and go. I, I mean, if you're coming to Doc Talk for football talk, you're probably coming to the wrong podcast. Because I, I, I take my radio philosophy. Remember, I worked with Todd and Tyler for 14 years, right? And I learned that, uh, first of all, you're going to be entertaining. If you're not entertaining, you're going to be boring. Uh, <laughs> and, and I also host a, a sports radio show in Des Moines every day. And people go, well, you only talk about 15 minutes of sports out of two hours. I, yeah, because I want listeners go around there's a reason i'm number one and <laughs> and so I, I i mean there's a fine balance between x's and o's and, and and being entertaining and that's why um you try to find what that balance is and rob and i've been doing this for such a long time you gotta remember him and i have been doing broadcasting together since about 2001 you guys were probably fucking in diapers at that point and <laughs> no listen my, my first introduction to you was sports sound off yes yeah, so every the, night after the news yeah every sunday night so, yeah so so that what, what year would that have been so because it started with tommy frazier so my first my first yeah. co-host was tommy frazier and then he went and worked for that prick steve peterson and so i brought in um 
um, Rob and Rob and I had about a 10, 11 year run. Mm -hmm. And after we, after I retired from channel three, I like to say I retired. Actually, I just left that dump, but it was, um, (laughs) it was one of those things like, okay, let's keep content going because I I knew, I like to think we were a little bit ahead of our time and that in 2010, 2011, I started a website called Husker Hawkeye. Of course, you guys know that I'm from Iowa. I, I host the Iowa Hawkeye Collins Show. Um, I, I, I'm a Hawk fan. I grew up a Hawk fan, and I don't apologize for it. But I don't get I don't get into this tit for tat of who's. I, I don't I don't play into that because Nebraska is a better program than historically than Iowa. Uh, so I don't get into this. Oh my God, you know this trash talking back and forth. It's, it's right. not worth it. Um, but we started a, a website called Husker Hawkeye, and we were actually doing video and stuff. And I went, shit, this is a lot of work. This is way too much work for me because I have a full-time job, too, outside of this. So then Dave Remington calls me up, and he's like, you know what? Hey, I liked you guys in Sound Off. Would you guys do a podcast if I sponsor you? And I said, well, what are we talking for sponsorship? And he threw a number out. I'm like, yeah, we, we are very much into that. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, Rob and I have been podcasting since 2012. I mean, if you think about it, that's... It's a long. That's a time. long time that's to before, podcast. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in, and so it's really grown over the last couple of years. And you know, we got a great partnership with Husker Max. Uh, we got a great partnership now with Bet Fred. And, and, and I don't know if you guys are into gambling, but uh, Bet Bet Fred is uh, it's a very popular one overseas, growing here in the United States. But uh, they're in five states right now, and I work with them in Iowa. And hopefully, one day Nebraska will get a shit together and actually have sports gambling here. You hope? And, yeah, I, I really do. And, and because if people just looked at the numbers, I could pull you. I should have brought them with me because I have them sit at my desk at work. The the amount of money that the state of Iowa cashes in each and every month. Month. Not just yearly. We're talking monthly from tax receipts from from organized gambling and sports gambling is amazing to me. And Nebraska is missing a golden opportunity. You can play. And Keno's the worst, right? Keno is the absolute yes. worst game no, yeah. in the whole world. Worst to play. odds. Worst odds. It's it's like you're really stealing from somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was actually going through all the sports betting apps. There's like three sports betting apps in Iowa that lost money last month. So it's not like the house always wins. Right. Um, so you, you look at it like, oh my God, you lost money. You lost a lot of money. Now, the big ones, they win. MGM, Caesars, and those guys. But, yeah. Uh, they, for, yeah. But, they know what they're doing. They are, but Bet Fred jumped on uh, this year, and there because Dave Remington retired. You know, I mean, we're, we're, it shows you. You know, we're getting old now that Dave Remington's reached like uh, uh, retirement age. But he's like, <laughs> you know, I don't get to run the trophy anymore. You know, everything like that. So he's like, you know, just go find another sponsor. And uh, luckily, uh, sports gambling is growing, and uh, we have a sports gambling uh, app as a as a as a sponsor now. Look at you guys going, maybe we should call these sports gambling guys and <laughs> yeah. get us some money. <laughs> no. We actually uh part of MBNR Media, we actually have a, a sports betting podcast underneath our umbrella. Yeah. And uh Where's the line? Where's the line? Shout so out. shout out to them. Uh they do a good job of just helping the amateur better just kind of understand how to bet, uh, what they're actually placing their money on and everything else. So um yeah, sports betting is getting huge. Do you think that so right now it's kind of stuck between sports. Sports betting is a a game of skill versus a game of chance. It's a, data, it's a game of analytics. Okay. Okay. So um, and it's it's always so it's a, it's a there's always chance, right? I mean, you're you're always going to have the upset. You're going to have something, but if you do the the, the work, if you know the analytics, um, you you will probably come out ahead. A good friend of mine, Scott Spritzer, you should have him on your on on that podcast. Scott Scott grew up in Bellevue. And uh, moved to Las Vegas when he was 17 years old. And Scott's been a regular guest of mine back when I was on, on Sports 1490. Or not Sports 1490. It's, well, I was on Sports 1490, believe it or not, when 1490 was sports. And, but <laughs> then Big Sports 590. So he's been a, a partner of mine for, God, almost 20 years. And he's from Omaha. Uh, has lived in Vegas since he was 17 years old. He, he's, he's a professional handicapper. It's all he's done since he was 17 years old is bet on sports. And he, he's he's an analytical guy. You realize when you talk to him, he's not one of these, hey, call my 1-800 number and I'll give you the pick of the week. That's not what Scott does. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's very open and honest. And, you know, he goes, you know, to make money sports gambling, you have to win 54% of the time. 54% of the time is all you really have to do. Now you got to put some big money up. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to him, what I love about Scott isn't that it's the analytics and the data that he can pull out. Um, and, and really, and he goes into that, makes deep dives to make educational uh, or educated guesses. So I think 
Is there a game of chance? Absolutely. 100% it's a game of chance, but it's also skill. Uh, where they're going to make the money is people like me who's like, I'm going to bet with my gut, man, or my heart. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel it. The over's coming in. But, uh, I, I mean, you got to be smart enough to stay away from a game and not let your, your, your heart get involved with it. But um, I, I would say it's more and more skill. I, I think there's more skill involved than there is in blackjack. I think there's more skill than there are there is in, in roulette. And, you know, it gets such a bad rap. Everybody's like, oh, you're, you, you know, you don't want people booing at half time because you didn't hit the over well come on that's not really going to happen uh you're not going to and the truth is it's there are more safeguards in place now than ever um than when you went to the south side of town to to guido the bookie and and you could get to guys (laughs) and and have point shaving right there are places there's stuff in place now in vegas that they go Hey, this guy's betting. I mean, it, I mean, they turned the guy in from the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegas went to him and say, "Hey, you're, this mm-hmm. guy's betting on sports. You got a problem." That was the best thing that could happen yep. because it, it legitimized the the checks and balances that take place. I, I don't want to hear the tired argument that uh, well, it's 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 addictive. Well, you know what? There are a lot of things addictive. Drinking this beer is addictive. The gummies that I take uh, that are marijuana laced are addictive, but I like them. Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, <laughs> So I, I, I mean, well, I take the Delta Eight; those are legal. Yeah. Uh, but but there's so many things out there that are addictive, right? Is that you know sooner or later we got to believe in personal responsibility and, and and let the chips fall where they may. I I'm I love gambling, fucking love it. Guess what I don't do? I don't gamble because I'm too cheap. Yeah. Same, same, same. That, that's a tough part. I, mean, I could see all of us. I could talk about it all the time. I think you have the right to do it. I don't like parting with my money. If I lose yeah. ten bucks. I feel like guilty for like weeks. So I'm like, oh my yep. God, I lost it. And, and here's the bad part. Betfred started me out with like a $500 free. They just gave me $500 to bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I lost free money and I felt bad. <laughs> you know, and they, they wanted you to, they're like, just go all in on 500 Because they were like, well, if you do that and you lose it, you're going to fill your bank. Here I am betting $5 parlays, that, you know, yep. trying to you know milk that 500 bucks for as long as I can. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I lost 5 bucks. I can't bet for another three weeks. Yep. So I'm sitting there right now, like $330 in my account. And I've been touching for like six months. I'm like, they're probably getting mad at me because... But I just don't like losing money, even when it's free. So, uh, but so that goes back to the skill part of it. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge that you can take away. And if you if you follow the gambling trends, if you follow what they do, um, I think you can learn a lot about the the game coming up. Right. I mean, I think you can. I think the best research, the best scattering reports that take place week in and week out for games are found through gamblers. Absolutely. Oh, 100 percent. And like your point about people in the crowd booing you because you didn't reach the the over or under or whatever yeah. it's like that'll be probably four people in the whole stadium and everyone else is going to be looking at them like what are you complaining you're about you're a freak well <laughs> no weird they've been doing that for a long time they just didn't know what they were booing about you know <laughs> yeah. now now because pe- it's it's not like people just you know i remember going to the marley bone in the old days going inside mm. picking up my sheet going okay i'm gonna I'm, i gotta look at my sheet right i mean people have been betting on these games for since the 1920s it's not like gambling <laughs> right. on husker games or any other college football game is this brand new novel idea people boo they're like what are they booing now you just know oh you didn't hit the over man yeah. or you got a bad beat because a bad beat's gonna happen too um but if you're really that concerned about it you, you've got uh, a shallow life and you need to really be concerned with something else or if there's booing it's because you're three and nine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that, i mean that, that's just the most basic yeah. low-level joke i can say <laughs> Jared and I, so we both don't really gamble at all. Not uh, never. Yeah, like never. Very stingy with our monies. Oh. And this weekend we are going for a bachelor party to Deadwood, South Dakota, of which all places. of all fucking places. <laughs> so all there is is freaking casinos and drinking. So what are we gonna do? Probably just drink a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna channel my Al Swearinger. You know who Al Swearinger? No, is? fill me in. Deadwood HBO. Okay, see, I, 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 again, being cheap, I don't buy HBO. <laughs> I don't either. In fact, in fact, I just got HBO Max because my producer in Des Moines, I made him give me a sign in. I'm like, hey, because I wanted to watch Winning yeah. Time. <laughs> so I wanted to watch Winning Time with the Lakers, and I'm like, hey, dude, I really want to watch this, but I don't want to spend the money. Give me your login. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, give me your login. <laughs> so I have the login, but I haven't, you know, I never watched HBO before that. Like, I, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I, I feel I like either. I should be left out, but <sighs> Game of Thrones. The first, everything up till that last season is freaking gold. 
But that last season ruins everything. Again, I have no, no idea what I you're, know talking, you're talking, about. talking about. I'm sorry. Yep. Like, I'm sorry. I have no like, idea. <laughs> I, and there's pro- there might be a few people. He talks listening. over here, by the way. I'm glad you guys let him say <laughs> yep. a word. Hey, yeah. hey, look at you. <laughs> you seen Game of Thrones? No, I haven't. No, fuck okay. no. No. Well, fuck you then. So is this uh, what no. you guys do full time? Is it, is this little no. media company your full time job? No, no. Uh, I work at a full time <laughs> job. He's a teacher. Oh, yeah. He's got. He works at a bank. I work at an insurance company, and then we just shoot shit for fun. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Turn it the, the hobby. Unfortunately, this is all I've done since I was sixteen, and uh, if I can't leave it, I don't know why that is. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. There's a part of all of us that envy you for that. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Absolutely. What yeah. that I've been able to do it since I was 16. That you can do that it in general. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, some people might argue otherwise, and that's where. Well, a lot of next... people. Nebraska fans hate my gut, so uh, it's not whatever. Okay. So you're you're from Iowa. Yeah. You're born there, Iowa fan, but you largely made your name here in Nebraska as True. kind of a Nebraska media guy. So just kind of going to. Relating to both Nebraska fans and Iowa fans, the hate that you receive from both fan bases. <laughs> it's true. Or the love that you receive, too. Um, it's interesting. The love from Nebraska fans has changed a little bit. It may be thanks to the podcast and the fact that a lot of Huskers, a lot of former Huskers in the golden era like me, right? I mean, Tommy Frazier. Tommy Frazier likes me. Terry Keneally likes me. Dr. Rob likes me. Dave Remington likes me. I, uh, Aaron Graham likes me. I mean, I have these relationships with these guys because they knew when I covered them, I, I was fair and I, and I wasn't this, you know, I, I did sports a little differently. I never, I, I, I'm sorry to my, my broadcast brethren, but there's not an interesting TV sports guy right now. All right? I wanted to make it interesting. I wanted to make it opinionated. I wanted to just have fun with people. Let me tell you where I made Nebraska fans, man. And it, uh, <laughs> It's it, not hard. No, it, 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 I can tell you exactly where it happened. And, and, I, and I got to say, I told you so. It happened when Frank Solich was fired. Uh, because I went on the air that night and said, this is the biggest travesty of justice, but I'm bumped that it's that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, it, it, it really bothered me. I remember being in Boulder, Colorado, uh, when Frank, uh, when, when they beat, uh, when they beat Colorado, uh, it was Frank's last game, I think before mm-hmm. he was fired. Yep, yep. Jack Stark came off the field and gave me a hug cause he knew how supportive I was of, of Frank. And I had been going on the air because the rumors were starting to swirl. And I'm just like, this is, there's something just does not smell right here. Right. And when he got fired, I, I went on and did a commentary and we were still doing, we were doing sound, or sound off at the time. And it, I went nuts. I absolutely lost it. Now, Nebraska fans are followers at sometimes, right? And, and, and you want to believe everything everybody tells you. So when Steve yep. Peterson says, this is, this is, we, this is what we had to do. Uh, to bring the program, a lot of people bought it because you had the the, the record of the year before when it just wasn't good. You make the changes, um, and I'm like, you got to give those changes a little bit more time. And I, I, Frank was a man of character, was a man of integrity, and did things the right way. And I just didn't think, hey, you don't go hire what three or four new assistant coaches and then you fire them after they won nine games that year. Um, Ten and, and it was well yeah, nine with yeah yeah the bowl yeah. game with bow but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, right, yeah and then the the debacle of the coaching search that took place afterwards showed that uh, Steve Peterson was not prepared to fire a guy like that and then when I got really in trouble uh, was uh, about I think it was January February after that and Tom Osborne held a news conference at I think it was the old Best Western New Tower or something down in Lincoln. And he had this had this news conference to say he was going to keep his name on the field because uh, that's when they were doing the renovation. They were going to build the North Stadium and, and stuff like that, and they they're going to call it Tom Osborne Field. And I went on TV that night and I said, "Listen, this is this is the biggest joke I've ever seen. Tom Osborne just lied to everybody. I go, he just lied to everybody." And I was so upset. I've never taken a story personal like I did Frank, and. Uh, about two days later, I got a phone call, um, said, this is Congressman Osborne's office, please hold. And Tom got on the phone and yelled at me for about 15 minutes. Cause wow. I called, I called, I called, I called him a liar on the, on the air. I mean, I, 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 I that's, that's a that's bold a step death, to take. That's a sentence. Yeah. That was a bold step to take. And I, I, I have no problem telling the story. I think statute limitations are, are over now. <laughs> um, and, and it, because Tom probably wouldn't even remember the story. I remember because when Tom Osborne calls you and yells at you, you're going to yeah. remember that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I let him yell at me. And finally he said, Travis, you were right. 
I said, what? He goes, you were right. He goes, but I'm Tom Osborne, and I can't come out and divide a fan base like that. Okay? He goes, I'll tell you where I got lied to. He goes, this would have never been an issue. Steve Peterson called me the night before they did the big press conference to announce the North Stadium expansion in the field. He goes, Tom, I need your name on this field because I can't raise the money if your name's not on the field. And Tom said, you know what, Steve? Because I know Frank needs these facilities to continue to grow, to continue to win, to continue to recruit. I'm going to do it, but I'm only doing it for Frank. Tom Osborne shows up the very next day at the announcement, which is in the North Stadium, in the, what was the practice field and the baseball field, that stuff at the time. And Frank wasn't there. And he knew that Steve had lied to him. Okay. Wow. 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 So there, how's, how's that for a story, right? That's, so, so he knew wow. at that point that Steve Peterson had lied to him because Frank was not even at the announcement of this. And he knew that Frank was going to be out at that point. But he could not. But if you go back and look at the course of history, what happened after that, Tom did a very good job of dividing the fan base. He, he, he you know, remember that the, the alumni, they had separate golf tournaments. Tom yep. was not on Steve's side. He was never a, a big supporter of Bill Callahan. And he did – I like to say this, and, and Tom, forgive me, but the, the man is a saint, and I get him probably more today than I did when I was covering him in my 20s. He can be vindictive, man. He can be very, very – he can get even. He doesn't get mad. He gets even. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay? And, and so during the course of the, of the Bill Callahan era, I, I sat there the whole time going – I don't care what you say. This is just I, – I was anti-Nebraska on the air during it. I, I did not I did not hide my feelings about it. And I'll never forget – I forget what year it was, what, 2009. Uh, the year they were playing Oklahoma State, I believe it was, and they were getting their ass kicked. And the sheet went up in the South Stadium and said, fire Peterson now. And I, I and they, he got fired the next Monday, I believe it was. It was 2007. It was 2007. I remember me and my dad went to that okay. game, and at halftime yeah. – Half the stadium. Yeah, it, it was it was over at that point, and and I got I, I got to play a little. I told you so at that point, mm -hmm. but I don't think Nebraska fans have ever forgiven me for for the anti-Nebraska attitude I had for a good point because I, I just liked Frank Solich that much, and and the fact that his name is on the Hall of Fame ballot uh, for the College mm -hmm. Football Hall of Fame is 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 it's right. Uh, I never, I never worked with a guy who had more character, more integrity. Tried to do things the right way. Listen, you don't replace a guy who wins three national titles and expect the fan base to be happy, and not to expect uh, a dip. And right. the truth is, Tom Osborne, and I think Tom would admit this today. Tom Osborne hamstrung and handcuffed Frank Solich from day one because he believed in continuity. He believed in keeping things the same, so he made him keep all those assistant coaches. Well, the truth is. You don't may have the same relationship. You, you, if you become a CEO, you want to kind of put your own stamp. You want to see what you can do. Uh, so when Charlie was there, when Milt was there, uh, George Darlington, not I mean those guys are are they're classics, right? They're right. on the Mount Rush, but but you sometimes you needed to change it up. And I think because in two ways, um, they, those were Tom's guys. But also, those guys worked for Tom. They didn't work. They were you, you go from being on the same playing field, same you know organizational chart as as Frank, and all of a sudden, well, he's telling you what to do, and you got to. I mean, that changes the dynamic of friendships. It changes the dynamic of uh, of a lot of things. So I think I think Tom making him keep a lot of those guys around was was good in the beginning, but at the end, you're like, oh, that 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 played it that took a toll, took a toll big time. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like. Shifting to 2022, Scott Frost is almost in the same scenario where he fired his guys and now he's got this new staff coming in. It's like, do you give the guy time? He's 15 and 29. Do you give him a longer leash now? Do you do you let because Frank didn't get enough time? Does, does Scott get an extra year even if he doesn't make another bowl game? Uh, I think there are from what I've been told, and I think I'm pretty well connected still. There are a, a clear set of metrics that he has to hit. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and I don't know what those metrics are. Right? I'm sure it could be a number of wins, could be a number of loss. You know, it could be a number of different things. One score losses. But there are <laughs> there are a clear set of metrics that to keep your job, you have to do this. To lose your job, you're going to have to do this. And I think that's fair um, in today's day and age. I I'm not a fan. I don't know if you guys listened to the most recent podcast, we had Jared Lambert up in the in the studio, and we mm -hmm. had uh, Luke Reimer and and, and uh, Hendrick. Nick Hendricks up there. And it was it was good. I'm not a fan of this guy. I mean, I I have no problem guys making money. 
I think when we all sat here a year ago talking about name, image, and likeness, we thought, hey, uh, you're going to pay a guy 50 bucks to come on your podcast, or they're going right. to go out and do a, a – all of a sudden, when you're talking 100000 and, and million-dollar deals, we're like, well, hold on now. Yeah, a wait second. a minute. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is against the spirit of what we – and again, guys can make money, but if you're going to build a roster through three, free agency – you're th- you, you, it's clear where they're throwing their chips, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're like, we got to win and win now. Iowa lost two guys, three guys maybe, and I don't know if they brought anybody into the portal at all. Not saying that's the right way to do it, right? But I, but they didn't lose a lot of guys to where they had to do it. Now Charlie Jones just left, which is it, it, you guys should care about special teams, right? Because special teams can really <laughs> mess yeah. mess a game Travis, really quick. Shut up. <laughs> but but Charlie Jones was the Big Ten. I mean, return specialist of the year, and all yeah. of a sudden he just ups and leaves, and we're like, well. But we're hearing that's an NIL deal. So who who knows how this is all going to play out? But I think Nebraska going full in on free agency. Uh, now you better hope that these guys pan out. And the hard part is. You can take great athletic talent. This is why I don't get too high, too low, because I've just been around it way too much through. You know, I've covered Wisconsin. I've covered Iowa State. I've covered Iowa. I've covered Nebraska. I think I've covered some pretty good teams over the years. Um, and one thing I've learned is you can have great talent, but that doesn't make them a great team right away. Remember, you got to be a teammate. you got to be a culture guy. There's so much more that goes into it. You know, are these guys coming just for the money? Or are they coming for the experience that is Nebraska? I'm not going to poo-poo Nebraska's experience. It's one of the best places to watch. It's not the best place to watch a game. I'll still say Texas A&M is the best place to watch a college football game. Hey, yeah. Um, but and we could get into that conversation. But it's uh, uh, you, 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 there's more than just throwing talent out there. I mean, you got a short time to gel. You got a short time to put this thing together and to play as a unit, right? And that that's easier said. Then done. Then you hope. Listen, you're gonna have some busts here too. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, your your grading scale is a little higher because I, I I've always hated recruiting. I've been an anti-recruiting guy. I watch all these TV guys run around and do. I uh, remember Harrison Beck. Remember that name? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I I remember Channel Seven. I was at Channel Three at the time. Channel Seven. They said they're fucking reporters down there to do live shots out of Harrison Beck's backyard. And he was a bust, right? Terrible. And, and the truth is, you can't. I've seen. If you would have told me Eric Cross was going to win the Heisman Trophy, and I covered Eric in high school, I'd have said you're smoking crack. Good player. <laughs> I never, I, and I'd tell this to Eric's face. I never thought once you would win the Heisman, the Heisman Trophy. Trophy. Yeah. There's only been one guy in my time of covering uh, sports that I thought, oh, you're a star. Now it's Amon Green. I knew Amon Green was going to be a star at Central. You just went, that dude's. He's got it. Different. But after that, yeah. I mean, it, but, but you don't see that too often out of high school kids. You just don't. And that's why I never jumped on the I, – I, I, I appreciate what Sean Callahan does, but you know what? I would hate to sit there and, and knock on 17-year-old Doris all the time. I, I don't get it. That's not my game. Texting no. and calling. Yeah, I, that's Hoping not my game. Hoping they call you back. Yeah, good luck. That, that's a weird relationship to me. Yeah. So it, it, it is it, – I've never been a big recruiting guy. If somebody came up to me and said, hey, you hear about the five-star? I'd be, No. Because I don't care. I just <laughs> don't care. So, Travis, we're coming back after we just refilled our, our drinks here at NBC, by the way. Just plug in. Talking about the transfer portal. Okay. Now, with, with Scott, coming into this crucial year, he let everybody know, I'm going on the transfer portal. I'm getting guys that we need to fill holes, right? And we knew this all along. And so far, on paper, of course, it looks... A good, third right? or fourth it, best, I think. It it could have it could have burnt down. Like it could have. You get all these visitors and they don't yeah. like it, and so they go somewhere else. But he's gotten these dudes. He's got O'Shawn Matthews. He's got Devin Drew, et cetera, et cetera. Casey Thompson. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, look. Are yeah. you sure Casey's going to be the quarterback? Yes. Okay. Mm. Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. So. Are you sure? Yeah. See. Do you know Chubba, something? Hey, hey, <laughs> Chuba coming. No, Chubba ain't um, okay. Playing. Now hold on a second. It ain't happening. Stop before we bit. get on this tangent. Before we get too far off track here, hold on. <laughs> so he's brought in these Stephon Wynn, right? Alabama, Devin Drew, Texas Tech. Am I missing someone on the D line? I think that's it. That's it. So, as an Iowa fan, are you like, oh, Scott's bringing in these defensive linemen? Maybe he's up to something this year. Yeah, I was one what six straight. Seven. 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 Seven Shut up, yeah. Travis. No, I, He's still the coach. It <laughs> doesn't matter. You know, listen, you can make fun of Kirk Ferentz, and, and a lot of people do. If anything, they, they're consistent. Seven wins to ten wins. That's, I mean, that, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I was going to win seven, they're going to win ten. 
and uh, and the difference is where do they win those one score? Do they win or lose that one score game? I've just come to accept that. Okay, right. I, I don't expect national titles. I don't expect I don't expect conference titles really. I just know that I was going to be pretty much in every game that it plays, and there's nobody's going to out coach. I. And look at the player development. The player development speaks for itself. I mean, yeah. you cannot NFL argue. Draft you picks. cannot argue player. I mean, there, uh, we talked about the Hall of Fame with Frank Solich earlier. Dallas Clark, and uh, there's one more. I think uh, Robert Gallery's on the Hall of Fame. Uh, but yes, is on the. So I, I mean, you talk to you look at the tight ends that go in. You talk to a lot of NFL coaches. Uh, they'll tell you that Iowa players, and this isn't a knock against Nebraska because I think Nebraska used to be this way when they cared about player development. They got away from player development with Bill Callahan. I, I think they got a little back into it with with Bo. I think Bo got more out of his players did. than people will ever understand. Uh, Mike Riley and I don't think Scott has done a very good job of developing players. Nope. Okay, Iowa develops players, but but I don't think Iowa cares about anybody. Iowa just goes, "Here's our formula," and Iowa fans have accepted it. Right? I, I mean, most college football fans that want to be at an elite level would never accept. Well, seven to ten, seven to ten. Right. They just wouldn't accept it because it would drive them nuts. Iowa fans accepted, hey, Kirk Ferentz is the coach. This is the way they're going to do it. You're going to have it down. You're going to have it up here. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, it's a chess game. He's never, and that's all it is. Is is they will wait for you to make the mistake. <laughs> yep. Yep. Block <laughs> p- block punt. Everybody knew as soon as that punt was blocked, game, game was over. over. Everybody yeah. knew it. I was in the stands and I go. It's over, and, it, and it's weird how that really happened. And, and remember, they weren't even winning it. I mean, even they after were, that, they yeah. they weren't winning. But everybody knew that the wheels were going to fall off at that point. They wait for you to make the – I think it's a dangerous way to play football. But to answer your – that was a long way to – tell me to land the plane. <laughs> um, but that's a long way of getting – no, they don't care. They just don't care because he's been doing this – this will be 22 years now, maybe first 23. Year, first year was 99 Yeah, against Nebraska. Yeah, against Nebraska. I was there. Um, but he, they they just do the things they do, and they they let the chips fall. They made the interesting part about Iowa this year is going to be the quarterback. Is this is Alex Padilla going to be the guy? Spencer it's Spencer Petrus. It's just it's going to be a train wreck. Um, well, but, so seven is the train wreck though. Seven is the train wreck. Right. right. Listen, <laughs> but, but he gets a bonus at seven, so it doesn't matter. I, I mean, wow. it, it's an amazing deal. It's beautiful. Uh, but but to answer your question, Iowa does not care about what Nebraska does, what PJ Flex doing, what Wisconsin's doing. They believe in their system. They trust their process, and that's what they're going to do. And that's what they've done with NIL, right? I mean, Iowa and Iowa State have both said. Iowa State has said they're going to use NIL and their collective to retain, not to recruit. Um, I think Nebraska is taking a very similar role to what Ohio State is doing. Uh, Ryan Day has said they need 13, 13 million, mil. and Nebraska has said in some meetings they need 10 million because that's not going to put them at the high end. That's not going to put them at the at the low end. It's going to put them right in the middle. But Nebraska is looking to spend 10 million dollars a year in payroll. That's insane. <laughs> And, and not out of their pockets either. That's coming out of booster pockets. Well, but the, the facilities race in college football is over. And I think if we knew if we, I just said we, I cannot believe oh, I you said that. we. Oh, I, I think if everybody would have known two years ago it was going to happen, what is being built right now would not be be, be getting built. Right. The, the, you, Nebraska may be building the last piece of facilities in college football that you're going to see in a long time. I'm not talking about Nebraska. I'm talking Everybody. in college football because all the money now is going to go to NIL and how you're going to pay these guys. So what you're going to do is it's not going after Mr. 20 million, Mr. 30 million dollar deal. You need a booster that gives you the, so if I'm Trevor Albert right now, I'm probably going, where's my money coming from? Okay. I'm going to go, they're going to target these boosters that are at 10,000 to 15,000 a year guys. They're going to go, here's what you're going to do. You give us five thousand. You give the rest of the university. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you get enough five thousand dollar a year guys, you can hit five million dollars pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. Very very quick. And so then you go fill in that gap uh, with some other big guys, and you can get to ten million fairly quickly. The interesting part will be have to see what happens when three, four, five, six years down the road, 
and there's no value because value to a booster is a win. Value to a booster is a championship. Your return they, of investment. Yeah, they they don't yeah. care if they're going to come to you. Yeah, great. You're going to come to my place of business. You're gonna you're gonna glad hand with my employees. It's going to be great. <laughs> that's fine. That that that's a circle jerk that did, that everybody goes. Okay, that's a benefit. The, yeah. What what I'm paying for is for you to go win football games. So I'm going to ask you guys an interesting question. I brought this up. Rob and I talk about this quite a bit because I I have a pretty strong feelings about this. Um, you're getting paid as a college athlete now, not just getting paid, you know, $10,000 a year. <laughs> you were criticized somewhat before. Should heavier criticism come with a paycheck? Because Casey yes. Thompson said, everybody who's starting is making 100 grand a year. Mm-hmm. You're a six figure guy. Does that change the way you approach your criticism of a college athlete? Yes. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. It all goes into what you're doing off the field is what makes your value, right? So, and this is okay. This is Kyle's inside view, right? Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna lay it out here. My barber cuts Casey's hair. Okay, okay. So I'm talking to my barber, and he says, "Look, I had Casey in here the other day, and he sat in here for two hours with a binder that was as thick as a Bible of the playbook." See, that scares me because that brings me back to memories of Bill Callahan. <laughs> yes, yeah, think, think no, about that. It does. But what I'm saying is. Is this dude just taking the paycheck because, you know, he's got skill, right? Or is he putting in the investment? Is he putting in the time every single day that it takes to learn what you're supposed to be doing? You know, perfecting your craft. We're going to get into the whole Peyton Manning being the goat argument later. The guy is, is, is all up there and all the preparation in the world goes into his game. So if I'm paying you $100,000, I would expect that you'd be doing those things when you're not on the field. True. But at the end of the day, if he makes Kate or uh, Adrian Martinez like mistakes, what does the criticism look like? It's going to be bad. Well, yeah. It's uh, going to be yeah, worse. But, but how many be, times? Yeah, it'll be worse. You know how many times I heard, hey, they're only college kids? I don't think that applies. No. no. You, to, right. It's pay for play. You're now a professional. Yeah. All right. I mean, you are a professional getting paid to play college football. Yeah. More power to you. I, if this was me three years ago, I said never let it happen. I'm one of these guys, well, it's happened. You can't stop it, and you really can't backtrack now. I still think you should cut off the transfer portal. I don't think you should be yes. able to play immediately. But that's not for me to decide, and and, and uh, they've ruined that. and It would be hard to go backwards. But I just think it would be interesting to see the criticism, but what that does mentally to kids now too, because you're dealing with – you're still talking about 18-, 19-, 20-year-old yep. kids – that are going to be when you're at one point you're you're adored you're you're worshipped mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden boom they don't like me anymore. Now I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that the possibility is there. So one of the criticisms that I've personally had about Nebraska recruiting, and not just Nebraska recruiting, like it's Nebraska in general. When when kids come here, they are automatically revered. On campus, they're kings, right? Has been they, forever. Yes, it has been forever. And now you're you're seeing photos of them on visits, and they're sitting in the throne. You only live once, right? Have fun. I I'm that guy. I have fun, you know. Yeah. But there's a sense of entitlement when when kids get here. I'm at Nebraska. I'm king. I can't. I can't. I can do no wrong. But then you had the NIL element, and it's just like I I feel like criticism. So let me. I don't know how to word this. I'm going to turn around back. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll ask the questions. Here's the journalist coming out of me. Um, <laughs> it, it, is that do you like the Iowa State model of we're going to we're going to do NIL to retain, not to recruit? Yes. But wow, that was quick. That's yes. but that's the Iowa State culture. They always talk about this well, five star culture, well, right? I mean, Matt Campbell's. Hey, Matt Campbell's going to be a star. I'm, whether he stays at Iowa State, I mean, that dude can coach. I yeah. don't know whether you like him or not. Um, but but I think there it's an interesting approach to and it's a gamble. I think they know it's a gamble, um, and I think it's led by Jamie Pollard, who by the way could have been the the AD at Nebraska. Yeah, that's we've, what I heard. we've heard that. Yeah. No, it, it it's not a herd. I mean, his kid went to school there. He wanted the job. He flat out told him, "You didn't give me. I wanted the job when Bill when you gave it to Bill Moose. I'm not taking it this time because now I'm now I'm good enough for you." So, right. So I mean, and by the way, he would have been a great AD. Yeah. Uh, but I think Trev's doing a great job. I think Trev. Trev is Trev understands organizational leadership, and I think he is exactly what Nebraska needs right now. I think he's gonna he probably he's gonna make some people mad, 
But yeah. you know what? Good ADs do. We, tough leadership decisions. I think Trev's really good at what he does. And, but but to recruit with that or to retain, because I, I get more upset if I lose good players than I do if I – now, Scott's in a different situation. He needed to win now. Now. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I get why you do it. But going forward, do you want to, do you want to keep doing free agency or do you want to say, hey, we, we're building with you and we're going to keep you here by by this means. The thing with Matt, I'm sorry, but the thing with Matt Campbell, right? He can say that he wants to retain because he knows that that locker room is mine, right? Yep. The culture is great. So we're going to retain and keep our guys. Whereas with Nebraska, culture has been, culture is a buzzword that we throw around a lot, right? But the C word. <laughs> you got to win now or else I'm out. So yeah. I have to bring in as many people as I can. It's kind of a crapshoot. Regardless, if I actually plan on being here for the long haul, I'm just going to be here for a year. You are a stepping stone, and that's what we're running yeah. into right now with NIL and the transfer portal. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's a dangerous road to go down. So I'm not saying there's one right way or one wrong way. I think there's we get, we need five, six years of data to see how this thing's all going to yeah. turn out, maybe even longer than that. They're just two different philosophies. Trust me, I, I talk to Iowa State coaches, and they're worried about it because they, they, they're basically being told, this is what you have to do. We're not going to sit there and throw money at recruits. Um, it's a dangerous road to go on, but but they believe in what they do. Uh, I think Iowa's kind of taking a similar system. They have collectives, but they're not going to be spending $10 million. Right now, the goal is not to spend $10 million a year in payroll. It's just right. not. It, that's, 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 a, that's a major gamble. Well, I think Nebraska's they're – they're a brand in NIL. They're going to be a, a, a top Perhaps. dog in NIL. They're a national brand, period. Exactly. And I think that they're going to be able to balance the – Free agent, we got to get one or two guys every year, but then we got to keep our guys happy. I think they're going to be that university that can do that, but not every university can do that. Iowa State can't do that. They don't, they're not a profitable, booster heavy university like Nebraska with hold, a fan base that's well, hold on now. I, I, I would disagree with you. Now, do they have the money? Did, does it throw it around? Go to Iowa State in 2003 and to Iowa State now, and you tell me there's not booster money there, I'll tell you smoke and crack because <laughs> yeah. their facilities are really, really, yeah. really good. What it takes is leadership and belief. I mean, you're talking about until Matt Campbell got there, Paul Rhodes had a couple good seasons. Dan McCarney started that, built an enthusiasm. You're talking about a fan base that, I, I mean, they didn't do the, they, you know, let's be honest, Nebraska hasn't consecutively sold out games. You you go to no, right. well, that's, that, a, that's yeah. a farce. Yeah. But you're talking about fans that showed up, that stadium seats what uh, for, you know fifty fifty five thousand, you they'd get forty nine fit on a regular basis when they sucked. I mean they're they're loyal. When you have pioneer seeds, when you yeah, I mean, there's money up there. A lot of ag money. Yeah, a lot of ag money. And, and there's a lot Casey's, of money in dirt. All yeah. Right? Yes, so, there is. So, yeah. so don't uh, in grain bins and you know the sukup. So just they have the money. It's just they don't. They're not desperate for a national title yet. Nebraska. Boosters are desperate for an actual title and are willing to, <laughs> to, to, to fork over the money for it. Now, you recently, and you mentioned this before, you recently had Jared Lambrecht, yeah. Luke Reimer, yeah. and Nick Henry-John. Yep. Now, there is a question that I want to ask is, okay. do you kind of wish you had Casey Thompson on instead of them? I because didn't really. Here's the deal. I, I, I didn't really get a chance. I, I, I worked it all out with Jared. He goes, he goes, I didn't really want players on. Not that I don't want players, but I'm not like that. I just wanted – I really wanted to talk collective with Jared. And yeah. and I, this was – I'm making the assumption now. Jared was great. The, the players were great. I, I'm making the assumption that he brought two players along, and they were great. It was cool. My, my daughter, who's 15, she's like, oh, my God, look at these players. She goes, what are these young men doing in our house? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, it's Memorial Day Saturday, and I've got Jared Landbrook and two Huskers, really good Huskers in my basement. Yeah. People have no idea in my neighborhood, right? Yeah. Um, but it's uh, – uh, I think they were pro – it's probably their part of their name, image, likeness deal is they, they got paid to be on my podcast. I asked right. them that. It was funny. I go, you guys getting paid to be here? Like, uh – <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're getting paid. So that's <laughs> part of what they probably have to do, you know, to, to – and I get it. I understand it because he – the problem we're running into is that I had to make a couple of adjustments, and I have no problem saying this now, is that I had to change my whole open and really back off my, my main sponsor, which is Betfred Sports. 
So in mm-hmm. that, I don't really want players on because I I don't want to put players in a very bad. And I got some criticism from for some listeners because I don't want I don't want to put players in a bad position to where I, I swear like a sailor, I drink like a fish, and we talk gambling. And I don't want to put them in that position to where they risk saying something, doing. Yeah. I mean, I could play gotcha, but that, that's not cool. No. I, I mean, it's just it's right. not cool. And so you know, I told Jared, I said. You know, you don't need to bring players. I don't need them. But when he showed up with them, it was great. And they were really uh, – it was interesting that – I don't know if you guys listened to it. Lou, I asked them all, okay, what have you spent money on? None yeah. of them have spent money, according to them. But, sword? Yeah, he wanted right. – yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick wanted the, the, the katan. I'm like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you want a sword? You know? And then Luke was like, I almost got a crotch rocket. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Uh-huh. We'll get a, I mean, a crotch rocket? Um, You're going to freaking uh, yeah, get put on the IR. Um, I, I would have – you know, if Casey would have come up, it's fine. It, it's just I don't want to put – I, I, I mean, my duty is to my sponsors first. Um, and, and then Rob and I have done a podcast for, for nine years without ever having guests. We've had more guests in the last year than we have. We're not guest-driven. I'll take them. Yeah. But but I want to make sure that if you come up and you're, you're on my podcast, uh, you better be vulnerable. You better be willing to share stories, and you better be entertaining. Because you're not. You're never fucking coming back. I mean, that's. I, I mean, I don't want boring shit. There's enough boring shit out there yeah. that I don't need to listen to. It. How, how many podcasts are there out there in the world? Too there, many. There's a million way now. too many. Right. Yes. I mean, you guys have one. No, yeah, sorry. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but, I'm, but I'm here. But this is what you know. What I like about podcasts compared to radio. I mean, uh, I've done radio since I was 16 years old. Uh, I was thinking about this coming in. I'm like, God. I could never go do somebody else's radio show. I mean, because no. you get in trouble, right? I mean, you're like, what are you doing on it? You can't, you'd be violating your contract. Yeah. Here, I don't think podcasts really have this, this competition, right? I mean, it's like everybody listens to everybody's content. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of content. I don't. It's uh, uh, Rob and I do our thing. And, uh, uh, and, and I, it, I, mean, I don't listen to any Iowa stuff. It's funny how, because you guys know this. I, I'm impressed. I, I want to I want to give you guys a big compliment because I've been in the content game since I was, Really young. I announced my first my first baseball game when I was nine years old. Damn. And then, wow. uh, Damn. I, I what was I doing when I was nine? I got my first radio job when I was 16. And uh, I've had this voice since I was 16. And I, was, I was somewhere this weekend. So I was like, I know the voice. I'm like, shit. I was on television for 20 years. Can you just say you know the face just once? To, then I'm like, well, fuck. I work for Channel 3 and I work for 42. So nobody ever watched those stations. Um, but I was on Todd and Tyler for 14 years. And that wasn't a bad thing. But I, I got my first radio job when I was 14. And and I know now, I mean, when, it, when I was at Channel 3, I mean, I did three sports casts a day. Rob and I do, you know, our, our goal is to do a, a podcast every week during the season. During the offseason, we've down, done more offseason podcasts than we ever have. Yeah. The fact that you guys are doing this every week, I, I want to commend you because producing content, people will never understand this. Producing content is one of the hardest things you can do in the world. And it, it's it, everybody says, you know, you got to be consistent. You got to be doing And everybody starts out with big ambitions. Hey, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, well, shit, it's harder than what you think. <laughs> Hell yeah, it, is. It, it really is. And you add a different dynamic uh, of putting the video to it. And it's just like, wow. And I don't think people understand over the long haul. I mean, you're not doing this because you're getting rich. All right. You're not. Ma- no. I mean, you're, you're doing it because you enjoy it. You might make. 10, 15 grand a year. I don't know what you guys make, but it's <laughs> not even. Wait a second. <laughs> you don't? We get free beer. Oh. Travis, how much are you making on difference, man? Um, you want to review? You know what? You come on our podcast, you're open, or you're fucking out. Yeah. Uh, no. No, no, I mean. That's 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 the goal someday. Yeah, yeah. Someday. I mean, but I mean, I think people that go, "Oh my God!" You know, I see these YouTubers making all kinds. That's great, but it, they don't understand the number of downloads and the number of lists. But just to be consistent with it, and um, to to make the phone calls to get somebody to come in, and you took a chance. Who's the one who wrote me on Twitter? I, Jared. I, I mean, I didn't know who the fuck you were, right? I, <laughs> I know, I, mean, I know who you are. No, I know, but <laughs> I mean, you always like, is this guy going to answer me? He doesn't. Know, I mean, I had never talked to him. I, I mean, yeah. This is a shot in the dark, right? Yeah. I think I got back to you pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I'm, really quick. Yeah. So I, I mean, but, but you never know what that's like and who's going to tell you no. And then you guys just sit and go. You know, you might look at it in one week. You get, you know, hey, we got five thousand downloads this week. Or this week we got, oh fuck, only nine hundred people listen to us. And right. is it worth doing it? Right? right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you guys are having fun and you're producing good t- content, that's all that really matters. But I, if you're listening to this, 
these guys are work, I can just tell you work your ass off and it's not easy to do. And uh, I think anybody that creates content, whether it's good or bad or indifferent is, uh, takes a special person to do it all the time. And, and the fact that this is what episode 37 for the year, season two, season season two. two. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're, I mean, that's more than we do, man. It's way more than we do. <laughs> um, but I also, my co-host is a surgeon is in, in is in surgery. Yeah. So, well, um, but yeah, I, I went off on a tangent there about producing content, but uh, take a bow because uh, to do this takes a lot of work, and I, I'm impressed. Yeah, well, we well, all we always say we start off with one mic. Yeah, passing yeah. it like we literally handing passing it, off. it around in a basement. <laughs> and, you know, now we're here, and it's it's pretty good, right? Yeah, we got, yeah we got a good setup. We and got I a mean, good setup. Yeah, and I mean we appreciate that, right? And, and it is I got to get you new mic stands though. These mic stands suck. Yeah. Hey, fucking <laughs> you, suck. You get us whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean, to your point too, it's like you know we reach out to quite a few yeah. former players you get and told people no in the media. Well, they it's either, either say yes or they don't respond. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. nothing in between. Yeah. yeah, the only person who's ever told me no, oh, God. is Jamal Turner. He's the only person who's, really? who responded to me and yeah. was like, no, thank you. He doesn't do those things. That's not his thing. Right. Which that, is fine. But I as long that. as you say, hey, I don't do that, that's yeah. cool. I, that's, I yeah. respect the shit out of it that he actually responded and was like, hey, man, it's not my thing. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, and if you don't respond, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to lose sleep. Yeah. But the ones that do respond, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> we get to shoot yeah. shit and drink beer. And, Who doesn't and, like to do that? I, yeah. I, I mean, I was lucky during a former life, I, I got to cover most of these guys. Uh, and the ones I probably have the best relationships were from the, the 94 up through about 97, 98 team. Not, and, and I kept covering them, but I mean, that was just a special time to cover a team. Um, it was great. And that's, and they're more closer to my age, right? When I started at Fox 42, I was a sports director at 23 years old. Jesus. Yeah, I, I know. And, and I look back, I'm like, I was way in over my head, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, so these guys were closer to me in age. I mean, Dr. Rob's only two years younger than me. And so it uh, it was just one of those things where okay I mean you, you kind of when you're that close in age I don't have really thing in common with guys that were in the 2000s just because I was 10 12 years older than them and it just right. uh, you know you we weren't gonna hold or hang out socially uh, I, I got a story for you. can I tell you because you're a big Peyton Manning fan can oh yeah absolutely oh yeah we're gonna get into this <laughs> so uh, no I because we were talking recruiting earlier I think you guys would find this funny it's not Nebraska related at all my daughter. Okay, none of my none of my kids are sports fans. My my son is a little bit. My I have three daughters and a son, um, and my son's a singer songwriter, so he's he, he's much more talented than I am. Um, but my daughter is the director of marketing at Student Housing at Old Miss. Sweet. And, uh, Kiffin Land. Yeah. So it's it's funny she gets a. She, she she says the athletic department's always a pain in the ass, right? Because it's always like, hey, I need you here to show a dorm room so for a recruit. So you know my my daughter's always on call to the athletic department. And um, so she gets a phone call and says, Hey, uh, you need to be at such and such hall at like 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Can you be there? Yeah. So she gets there and well, the family's there and nobody, the coaches aren't there yet. And so she's like, so <laughs> I my already know this is going. <laughs> so, my, so my daughter, my daughter went to school at Loyola, New Orleans. Um, and so she's like, Hey, where are you from? She's like, New Orleans. She goes, Oh, I went to, I went to Loyola. They're just sitting there kind of talking, you know, I said, Lane shows up. She's like, well, shit, Lane's never come on a visit, right? Never. It's always been an assistant coach or the director. And so Lane's there. She's like, what the hell's going on? So she's just sitting there going around. And then finally, uh, she goes, well, I'm Abigail Justice. Uh, you know, thanks. Uh, here's the room. Uh, uh, your name? He goes, well, I'm Arch Manning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that coming. Yeah, and Arch so Man. I know I, I didn't set it up very well, but she had no clue. No, because my daughter's not a sports fan. It's just <laughs> not a sports None of my kids. And so I'm like, she called me right away. She goes, I just met Arch Manning. I'm like. Wow, <laughs> and you didn't know who he was? She's like, no. Now she she has told me, and I haven't been down there yet. I, I said Texas A and M was the best place to to watch a college football game. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing more and more that the Grove at Ole Miss is the best place to tailgate. Hotty totty. And so yeah, and and I'm actually I don't know if I want to see a football game there as much as I want to see a college baseball game there. I, so have yes. you ever seen the home runs that happen at uh, at Ole Miss? Yep. No. So as soon as they hit home run, it's a beer shower. They oh, all yeah, throw okay, beer. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the fountains going off at Royal at Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. Yep. But it's just beer. Uh, oh, it's yes. a different culture down in in SEC land. It really is. Uh, Oxford's mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful cities. I've ever been in. Um, but uh, yeah, my daughter works at Ole Miss and she met Arch Manning and had no clue who he was. <laughs> Zero clue. That's pretty cool. But you know what? They liked her for that because she wasn't fangirl. She wasn't googly eyed. Yeah, she, yeah, she didn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, like, All right. Well, do you want to see a dorm or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see that last name Manning, you got to be like, 
kind of mind your P's and Q's. Like, yeah, I mean that's better than what other people would do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What if what if Mike saw the last name Manning? Like, you need a new pair of pants. He'd be all googly eyed. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm fine. Why guys. do you like Peyton Manning so much? I'm just curious. Yeah, okay. What's going on here? Okay, this is actually a fun story. Okay, so the reason I'm a Peyton Manning fan. My dad, this is going to go back to your relationships in the 90s, right? Okay. So my dad had VHS, VHSs of all the 90s national championship okay. games, right? And my favorite one when I was a kid was watching Peyton Manning get his ass kicked by Nebraska. Okay. okay? I was there. So when I'm a kid, I'm sitting here playing Madden and shit. I'm like, oh, Peyton Manning. I remember that guy. Oh, I felt really bad for him because Nebraska kicked his ass. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I've been a Peyton Manning fan since I was five years old. And that's the only reason, because I felt bad that Nebraska of, kicked his out ass. Of pity, yeah. And he's <laughs> literally been my favorite player since I was five years old. And I mean, but, but he would die for that man. Hey, I have, does Peyton does Peyton know that that hey, you would literally die for him? Can't can't say. <laughs> can't uh, say. Are you talking about Peyton, my daughter, or Peyton Manning? <laughs> it's a beautiful transition, Mike. Yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. Oh man. Yeah. And how old is Peyton? Three weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks old. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. First Girl one? Day. First one. Wow. Wow. Yes. What's he in for? Uh, for what? Well, he's a girl dad, right? So well, you're a girl dad. My, yeah. Well, yeah. my girls went to do Shan Academy and Marion, so we're about 300 grand in right there. So <laughs> oh, know. that ain't happening. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> say my kids are going to, they're going to Millard West. <laughs> Millard West. That podcast money? <laughs> there ain't no podcast money. <laughs> My son went to prep, so it's uh, I, I I didn't start saving for retirement. I still have a, my youngest could be a sophomore at Marion, so I, I don't get saved for retirement until I'm like fifty five. That's so why he does podcasts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly exactly right. So, um, but no, you you I, I tell you, I, honestly, God, my I have three girls. Uh, the girls were much easier than the boy. My son was uh, hmm. my son was the most difficult one because he was probably the most like me. He loves to challenge me. Uh, he's way smarter than I am, and it's not even close how much smarter <laughs> than he is. And, I, and my girls are smarter than me too. But my son, they don't challenge me like my son. And uh, um, but you're going to be great. I, I, my only advice to you would be. Uh, don't stop at one. Don't stop at two. You have three or four because uh, mm. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, it goes fast. And you'll if you only have one or two, you'll regret it. You will. My, I mean, my wife. We have four. And my wife says we should have had three more. Wow. Um. And and, and everybody's like, it costs too much money. And I'm like, well, it really doesn't because uh, you can't take money with you. And kids are the joy of, of your life. And I I, I I'm being dead serious. I'm not. I I have as many kids as you possibly can. Because well, they're awesome. Sarah? I'll have kids, to convince my wife kids, to do that. Kids are awesome. I'm just telling you. Kids yeah. are awesome. It's been pretty. It's been pretty rewarding well, already. And how old a guy first, are you? I'm 28. So. Okay, well, I, we we started when we were about 25. So I mean, you got. I spread mine out a little bit more, so it was. Uh, yeah, you, you should be good to go. Okay, you, you can get you can get you can get four you're, in. You're fertile. You can get you can yeah. get four in. You're, you're not shooting blanks. <laughs> you're not shooting blanks. <laughs> the first time they tried, I'm sure, is the first time it happened. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you were uh, <laughs> Okay, let's get off this uh, yeah, whole thing. Yeah, this is the only time we've ever talked about Mike's penis. And the last time we talked about Mike's I penis. I didn't talk about your penis. You're, 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 never mind. I call oh. your spooge. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Let's get another first. Please, Travis. Yeah. Please shut up. In my family that's <laughs> listening. People would be like, never Mike's, have that guy on again. Never, yeah. ever have Mike's mom and dad are just, your, your cousin's going to listen to this. It was funny. Kim Kim wrote me because I don't know if she told you the family dynamics. We don't really talk that often because we're a dysfunctional family. So I see Kim like twice. A year. I only see Kim maybe once a year. Maybe talk to her, text to her, just because uh, none of our the justice side of the family likes each other. So, um, but Kim and I like each other. So that's that's the nice part. But uh, um, yeah, she asked me if I was going to be on. She's like, oh, it's it's her husband's cousin. Is that what it is? No, or, that's my uncle. Your so uncle? She's, okay. she's my aunt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we're related by marriage. So nice to meet you. It's yeah, crazy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I reach out. I reach out. It's to amazing you how that works. You're out, related to him. And <laughs> okay, so let's just close this out. Yeah, let's let's wrap. You're up. You're kicking me off, which is fine. Hey, I gotta go get dinner. Hey, we're hey, landing hey, the we're plane. plane. <laughs> landing the plane. You're like I didn't say a fucking word. This guy came on and just totally stole our podcast. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's why we brought you on. Okay. Yeah. So Nebraska against Iowa. Okay. Nebraska leads the all-time series. Yes, it does. 25, 16, Whatever. and 1. Okay. <laughs> Woo! But you've won seven straight. And I say you because you're Because I'm fan. the Iowa fan. Yep. 
is this the year Nebraska changes that around? Um, I, you, you know, this sounds it's I I I I don't give the answer because this is the analytical part of I I don't know. Uh, you know, what does the turnover situation look like? What does the penalty situation look like? What is? I will say that losing Charlie Jones is a big deal. Um, one thing. I, I always hate it when Tom Osborne would come into a Tuesday afternoon press conference, and here I am, 22, 23 years old, and I did this all the way through 97. He'd always, the first thing he talked about was special teams. And I'm like, what do you – nobody cares. Why? Because you don't, you don't care about that part of the game, right? I mean, you're like, whatever, it's a kicker. It's a, but now you understand the importance of flipping the field. You understand the difference between starting on the 15-yard line compared to the 40-yard line. Mm-hmm. And when you lose a guy like Charlie Jones that Iowa did, that's a – and everybody's like, well, next in line. Well, it doesn't happen that way. A return specialist, you got to have a screw loose, man. You're just not right there mentally, right? You're, yeah. willing, you're willing to sacrifice your body in ways that uh, is, is unimaginable, and it takes a, a special amount of instinct. So I think that's a huge loss. Um, I, I, I think I, I was going to be consistent. Iowa has had really good recruiting classes over the, uh, over the years. Uh, offensively, if they can get a quarterback, because Spencer Peters, if Alex Padilla turns out to be better, uh, and we can get to to Cluster Johnson's kids, uh, I think Iowa will be fine. It, it, I think I think it's one of those games. It's going to be close because they have been close over the last. Well, not everyone, but they've been close. Yep, they've been manageable. Um, but it's going to be in Iowa City, so go Hawks. <laughs> All right, you go. You so, heard it. You I heard it here. Um, I, I, what was I, I was just going to say something, and it had to do with this game, but I totally had a brain fart, so I, I apologize. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you taking the time If you ever out. get desperate and you need somebody to come up again, I'll, I'll be more than happy to come Let's up. have you come on for the, an Iowa preview. How about that? I can do that. Yeah, yeah that, that way there's work. we'll know the injury situation. Yeah, we'll know yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah, and I'll yeah, and, and, and doing what I do in in the state of Iowa, I'll, I'll I, we can we can have a little bit of fun with that. So yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll set it because after that game, if they don't make the Big Ten title game, I'm off to Italy for a week, so or two weeks. So. Uh, Tuscany. That's another podcast I run. I run, right. a, I run a travel podcast. Well, okay, so just real quick, yeah. um, if you want to plug yourself, anything that you want to get out there. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, so if you don't listen to the Doc Talk podcast, you can find it on all the uh, wonderful podcast episodes. Just look for uh, Doc Talk and search Dr. Rob Zadiska. That'll come up. And if you want to travel to Tuscany, I uh, I do uh, run a travel podcast called Total Tuscany and a website called TotalTuscany.com. I plan trips for people to Italy. Uh, I've been going to Italy every year since 2009. I have a network of people over there that I use on a regular basis that are friends of mine. Uh, if you want a wine tour, if you want a meal, if you want a villa, if you want a private tour of Florence, uh, I can take care of you. And uh, I can help you plan that and really put you in some first-class accommodations without paying first class prices so totaltuscany.com wow. if you want to check that out Michael <laughs> my mom's 100% Italian so it's like you're speaking to me <laughs> I can't travel anywhere with a two, two week old so. and I can show you the ways to travel cheap so my wife and I we just but we uh uh, I, it's, I could go in a long thing, but uh, and I have no problem discussing prices. So we're going to go December 5th through the 14th. Uh, it's eight nights, uh, breakfast every day, hotel, flight, everything all included is $1,000 a person. Damn. So you can go. Hey, I'm going to be I'm, hitting I'm, you up I'm for tell, that. I'm telling you, you can go to Europe a lot cheaper. You can go to Florida. I'm just letting everybody. Ah. The, only bad thing about, the only bad thing about Europe that sucks, <laughs> and the older I get, I'm really starting to feel it's, it's the eight-hour flight. The flight really starts to grade on you the yeah. older you get. But uh, uh, never think that Europe's out of, uh, out of reach because it's very, very attainable and very, very inexpensive if you do it right sweet yeah i'm definitely gonna be hitting you up for that (laughs) all right we can do that all right right. travis justice thanks guys i appreciate it hey thanks for coming on we want to thank travis justice once again for coming on the no block no rock podcast you know speaking not just for myself but everybody here i think we all appreciated his rather unique viewpoint on you know nebraska sports because he's not he's not a nebraska bred guy he's an iowa bred guy and he comes at this thing from a viewpoint that's not all rose-colored glasses and Kool-Aid. Well, yeah, and that's that's what we're all about. You know, like, I don't know if this is the first time you listen to us or the hundredth time you listen to us, but we want to say we're the allergic Kool-Aid. We're not, we're not going to give you the sugar-coated shit that you get in the media. And that's the best part about Travis. He's from the media, but he already has been doing that for 20-plus years. It is, he's giving you a real opinion on what's going on with Nebraska athletics or Iowa or Iowa State. 
even if it pisses that fan base off, he doesn't really care. And that's that's what we appreciated greatly about him. Not to mention he was just a great overall dude. So yeah. it was awesome having him on. Yeah, and just dropping some absolute dimes for stories that you all want to hear, that we want to hear, that we want to talk about. Fantastic interview. My personal opinion, top five interview. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, if you If you want to hear more of him, go follow him at Travis Creates on Twitter. Also, I'm I'm sure Dr. Rob Zadishka would love you to go follow at Doc Talk Sports on Twitter as well. Um, follow us too. We want follows. We want listens. We're desperate. We want. <laughs> We're desperate. <laughs> I, I didn't say desperate. Uh, a little desperate. Um, give us a five star review. We're everywhere, right? We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. I don't even know what it's called anymore. We're everywhere, dude. If you if you Google us, we're gonna be there. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Hit that download button. If you guys aren't already doing it, set up those auto downloads, download our episodes. All they do is help us out. Yeah. And be in our podcast. We got merch on there that we're trying to sell. Quite frankly, it's pretty freaking sweet merch. I mean, I got my No Block No Rock hat. Mike's got his freaking NBNR hat and the freaking polo. This polo is fresh. God, dude, the, look at that. There's two different polos out right now. We have an NBNR podcast. One, and we also have the NBR podcast logo right on a polo. I mean, it's all stitched, clean stuff. And these hats, these trucker hats that Kyle and I are rocking right now, these are high quality stuff. I worked out in it this morning. I sweated in it like crazy. No sweat stains. I mean, phenomenal. Great condition hats. Yeah. People love Mike, those trucker hats, man. Mike looks tight. He looks, yeah, tight. He looks tight over there. <laughs> um, why don't we. Let's just end it there. <laughs> that, that's tight. a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, let's sign off. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Kyle Byers. And Mike Delaware. And as always, beat Iowa and GBR.